Boom, boom. It's Friday night, ladies and gentlemen. It's 5 p.m. And you're at your place for the unfiltered experience with myself, Christopher Rausch, and... And Scott Goya, but it's 7 p.m. for me because I'm in Texas. You're in Texas. Austin, well, Texas. let's talk about Texas, shall we? No, let's not talk about Texas. No, no let's have a nice chat instead. <laughs> let's not talk about Texas. What's up, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Unfiltered Experience. It's your opportunity, your place to hear unfiltered experience, unfiltered conversations with both myself and Scott and also our guests. Each week, every single week, we bring the content to you, bring the, the variety to you, and we bring the hilarity to you because we just did a couple of shows ago. We did some funny stories. So go back and check out those shows. Of course, they're always available. Go to www.theunfiltered.com unfilteredexperience.com www.theunfilteredexperience.com we would love to have you come join the family and be part of the unfiltered crew here every single friday night so put it on your calendar guys we got a, a special show for you tonight it's just going to be scott and myself we're going to be riffing on a subject here in just a few moments so we appreciate you being here whether you're live or on the replay as always comment in the section and we're going to be highlighting your comments and uh, answering any of the questions you possibly might have during the uh during this show so we appreciate you all for being here and we just want to take a moment just to recognize a very dear friend of ours uh on, on the board of directors uh i'm on the board of directors for help heal humanity and of course, we've had Serena Buffalino on our show many times, um, and she's just an amazing person. She's the CEO and the founder of Help Heal Humanity. She does amazing work there in Hamilton, Hamilton, Hamilton Ontario, Canada, and feeding the homeless and everything. But of course, yeah, she's known for building a school in Haiti and going there boots on ground and, and running cash on motorcycles by herself. She's done crazy, crazy stuff. And of course, we all know that recently Haiti suffered another earthquake. Well, Serena and Help Heal Humanity were one of the first charities, one of the nonprofit organizations on the ground in there helping um, certain certain areas that didn't even have any help. So by the time she got there, it was like already like almost a month later, nobody had been out to some of these villages just to provide them help until Help Heal Humanity showed up. So I want to share something with you guys. I want to take an opportunity to show you a video of what is going on over there and, uh, and what we're doing to try to make a difference on that. It has happened again. Early Saturday morning, a 7.2 magnitude earthquake struck Haiti causing unimaginable damage and loss. In the 2010 earthquake, as many as 300,000 people lost their lives, with thousands more injured and over a million left homeless. As these current pictures and videos show, the devastation and trauma may be just as extreme. The road to our school in Canaan has been destroyed, and the area including the school is completely flooded. The rubble and massive destruction of land and buildings are making it impossible to assess how our communities, families, and children are doing. Our Help Heal Humanity team leader has suffered the loss of two family members, yet he is on the ground in Haiti, keeping us up to date as best he can. Countless others are missing or injured and have lost their homes yet again. Help Heal Humanity is acting quickly to pull together an emergency response team to help dig through the rubble and provide emergency aid, food, shelter, and medical relief. Adding to the urgency, another tropical storm is brewing and moving towards Haiti. A rapid response is necessary. We cannot do it without your support. Please help today. Thank you from the Help Heal Humanity team. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for uh, for allowing us to 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 share that with you. Um, what are your thoughts on on all of that, Scott? 
So, you know, we say the same things a lot. And there's a reason we say them a lot because we believe them and we live them is that if we extend the sense of self, so it's not just me, it's not just me and you, it's not just those we're close to, but it's every living being, it's everything. We have to look at that and realize when Haiti's suffering, when a school in Ontario, Canada is suffering, when anybody is suffering, we're all suffering. And we can hide in our tribe and say, hey, it's us against them or whatever. We see that going on in the world. Or we can figure out a way to extend ourselves. Now, Serena, you know, she's out there doing it firsthand, boots on ground, as you said. Um, you and I might be might be able to drop 10 bucks, 20, you know, 20 bucks here and there or whatever, but all that adds up. And our awareness into our awakening to realize when they're hurting, we're hurting collectively, that's what's gonna happen. So if it's a few dollars, if it's even just um, a blessing to those people and just just put them in our thoughts. And I know thoughts and prayers get beat down and whatever, and I get that, but it starts somewhere. If you're truly thinking, hey, I wish those people better times. If you're thinking, hey, I could throw a few bucks or share it. Another great thing that people could do right now is share this on Facebook and other yep. social media. Look right down right now. You see healthhealhumanity.org. Um, if that moved you in any way as it moved us, make sure you're throwing a few dollars at it. Make sure, you know, again, nothing is too little, whether it is thoughts and prayers, whether it's a few dollars, all these things add up because self isn't just us. It's all of us. So true, Scott. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So we have a we have a great show for you guys tonight. Thank you guys for 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 appeasing us and, and being able to share this with our friend. Um, so, yeah, what, what is our topic of discussion tonight, Mr. Goyette? Well, the last word that Serena just said was thank you for being a part of the Help Humanity team. And so today we're going to be talking about team. Uh, it's also our awesome guest last week, Randy Pierce. Now, if you guys remember Randy, this is a man who went blind at 22 years old, had everything going for him. And he just felt like once he found out he went blind and go back and check that shot, if you haven't thought like the world was over, he's like, I don't know what to do. I just don't know where to go. Well, long story short, fast forward, you know, multiple years, he's uh, over 50 now. He's built something called a team and he's got an acronym for it that he allows me to use in my coaching, Chris's coaching as well. And so we're going to be talking about that today. He admits that he can absolutely manifest a lot of things on his own and that he's got the ability to create as we all do, the divine within us. We, we are creators, but one of the important parts of being a divine creator and recognizing that in ourselves, as we just talked about with Health Hope Hill Humanity, is recognizing that we're connected to all. And so Randy builds a team based on four things, having people you can trust, having people who energize you, having people who keep you accountable, and having those people who are mentors. And a mentor doesn't need to be the perfect human being who you follow verbatim. It just needs to be somebody who has something that you want to learn. They're already there. So it could be a great business person, a highly spiritual person, just somebody with lots of wisdom. But having those people there allow you to manifest your dreams and find the divinity within. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. And um, think about people like Randy and Serena because they make this all possible. What do you think, Chris? <laughs> Ooh, you just said a lot, brother. Um, I mean, it is. It's true. It's it's so interesting when I think about what you were saying. 
uh, I've been thinking a lot about who I used to be and how my views used to be so much to the point. I haven't even told you this. I'm thinking about changing my tagline. You know, my tagline, I help people, I hope you overcome yourself, create a crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. When I wrote it, people loved it and they're like, yeah, that's you. But I think times are changing. And, and, and based on what you just said, that self-help fluffy, fluffy bullshit, I've already shared that with you. That's some of the stuff that I used to believe in. It was like, what, what, what's that? You know, what is it connecting this? Fuck that. I mean, I just, I just, I'm going to go out and hustle and do, do the grind. And I'm going to just, I, I've got the formula for success, which you're absolutely right. I have learned that in the recent years, you know, thanks to your help. And thanks to so many other people's help, Patricia's, um, Sally Anderson, so many different beautiful people who have come into my life and have said, Hey, Chris, um, listen, there's a different way of looking at things. And I love what you said, because that interconnectedness, you know, we talked about it before, you know, that we're all mirrors of each other and we're all, and I've always said this before, because I've talked to so many people and so have you, so have you, that we're all more similar than we are different. And so when we start to have that capacity to, to really see into somebody, not see somebody, but see, see inside of them, see the soul of the person, then we can have that interconnectedness and we can look at situations like that and, and have empathy and have, have uh, I mean, I just broke my heart. There was one time where uh, Serena had told me, um, she and I did a live a couple of weeks ago and she told me, she goes, Chris, we we're talking about taking pictures and, and stuff like that. And, and I said, does everybody want you to take their picture or people stand back? And she says, no, everybody wants me to take their picture. And she says, you know why? And I said, like, they can't have it. And she goes, they don't have mirrors. That's the only way they get to see how they look. And man, that hit me. That hit me. I was like, wow. You know, cause sometimes we think, I mean, there's so much devastation all over the world. I mean, we've got uh, hurricane Ida. We got, I mean, just, I mean, it's countless forest fires, just everything, you know, is going on, but that interconnectedness allows us to really, for me, separate myself from that love and that fear, like you talk about and you teach. And so we have the opportunity to look through two different lenses with that, that lens of fear or that lens of love. I choose to look through that lens of love and be able to connect with people, even though I disagree with them or even though they're hurting, especially when they're hurting. But I'm just I'm, I'm still finding that 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 beauty in the process of, of seeing how we're all interconnected and how it's how it's allowing me to have inner peace in my life. Yeah, flawlessly said. And, you know, one of the things um, I don't like to use the word try, I just do. But um, I do use the word try sometimes because I, I am a human. And um, even though the things I'm teaching, I'm teaching and I'm in a teacher capacity, but I'm also a lifelong learner. So as I make mistakes, one of the reasons I love having that team is so as I share lessons and share ideas, they can call me on my own BS or not even BS, but when I fell off the wagon of a truth that I understand because, you know, I'm in the midst of, you know, doing the right thing. And then an emotion overtakes me or an old trigger. It's <clears throat> happened this week with a few people, um, one of them that you know quite well. I got uh, very triggered by a post, a comment on a post. And I'm just like, I just get tired of some of the commentary. But then I back up and I say to myself, you know what? This commentary is coming here to trigger me to make me learn a lesson. And yep. so I always come full circle on what I preach, what I practice. And even though I might be very frustrated with a person or frustrated with a comment or frustrated with a part of the collective, I realize that that collective still is me. Mm -hmm. And what is it in me I can shift yep. that I'm seeing married through that. So to that point, Amara is right on point. Um, love it. But yeah, so so I love what you're doing with the the shift of the tagline and recognizing that you're growing because you don't want to mirror that and project that on others that, you know, you're saying it's self-help fluffy bullshit, even though even though sometimes that's a funny way to bring them in because then they're like, but that's not even who you are. You know, there's ways to lure people into the message. But yeah. I will say this, and this is one of the things I want to lead in and talk about when we're talking about our team. There's a lot of things that we could consider bad happening in the world. There's a lot of things that we say, 
Why is all this suffering? Why is all this hurt? Why are all these people doing all these bad things? And we think that we're just losing our shit. But here's what I would like to challenge the world to think. And you know, I'm Mr. Uh, analogy and always coming up with some metaphor for something. Um, imagine this. We're in a whole world of divine people, divine beings. And our divinity is a candle that we're all holding. Now, every once in a while, you know, we'll see somebody and we're like, you do know you're holding a candle, a divine candle, right? And that's what you are. Some people are like, oh, oh. And then you say, if you light that, that's your brilliance. That's the gift you're supposed to share. Well, slowly, we're all realizing that we're holding the divine candle. And all we have to do is light it. Mm. And so what's happening is as some people start to light it, we start to see more of the shadows. And so as we're awakening, we're seeing more shadows and more shadows and more shadows. And that's the darkness we're seeing highlighted. But watch this. This is all we have to do. And I mean this from the bottom of my heart. All we have to do is keep lighting those lights and telling people, hey, uh, you know, you got a divine candle. You know, you got a divine candle. You know, you got a divine candle. And as they light them, all of these things will go away because these are just shadows created from darkness that hadn't seen the light yet. That's it. I mean, it's that simple. So instead of us saying how bad that is or whatever, you know, the way this works, the more attention, the more focus we put on something, you're going to give it more life. Just put the light next to it. And that darkness, that shadow will move on. And so as hard as it is to not point fingers and say, what is wrong with you? What's wrong with your thinking? It's necessary. So oh, yeah. what do you think about that? Because as I'm practicing it and preaching it, I will be honest with you. I like to speak it out loud to groups like this because it forces me into deeper practice. And even as I'm saying, and you might be listening to this going, oh, he's got it down. You're hearing the polished explanation. In practice, I'm losing my shit too. And right. then I come back and go, regroup, do it again, regroup, do it again. So where, where are you at with that? Because it's, it's easy to say it and hear it oh, yeah. and put it to paper and sound eloquent in explaining it. It's a whole other thing to do it, but you've got to start with the awareness that we always talk about. Yeah. I mean, you, you said it so beautifully. And I think about the light and the dark and what you were talking about. And it forced me to think about, and I've been having conversations this week with some people because, you know, and, and you said this, I want to just want to acknowledge what you just said, because some people can sit there and say, you know, Chris, you, you know, these things, you should be perfect at it, but none of us are perfect. We're all human, you know, and we all have triggers. We all have emotions that we can sit there and we can react to, or we can respond with. And that's one thing that I've learned a lot over my life is that I'm successful because I have learned not to react. I have I've gauged myself not to react um, and instead to respond. And I've done that intentionally because before I was very reactionary, my mother was enormously reactionary and enormously hurtful and stuff like that. So I learned, I was like, I don't want to be that person, but in think about what you're saying. And I, and I love that because I think about John Lennon, you know, as imagine, you know, imagine all the people. I mean, I, I'm like, we keep imagining, but it's not happening. So I wonder in that situation, like I keep wanting to bring, like, we can do this guys. We can all pull together. I tell people every single fucking day. I'm like, if everybody in the world just went and did one nice thing for somebody else today, one, everybody got one nice thing today. Could you imagine? I get fucking chills in my, my arm. Oh, just imagine that if everybody in the world said hi to a stranger today, just imagine everybody in the world said, gave a, gave a homeless man a conversation or something like, just imagine what that could do. But yet 
I'm, I struggle with the darkness because I've had people tell me like, Chris, I understand you. I get you. I love you. I, I love your heart and everything, but perhaps it's got to get really fucking dark before the light comes out. And I wonder about that. And it's just always my hope and my wish that when I see people hurting, that I remember that, you know, I hurt too. And I've, I've hurt too, but what is my intention with whatever it is that I'm reacting to? Because I I've seen things and I've actually quite honestly lately been kind of determining, like, do I want to become that guy? Cause I've had people sit there and say, Chris, you don't comment on things. You don't take a stand on things. You know, you seem to be kind of in the middle and you know, what kind of lesson are you teaching? Jack? I was just telling somebody this yesterday, like what kind of lesson are you teaching Jackson? You talk about what's right and what's fair and risk for which that mattered. And, you know, and I've had people tell me that you could use your platform to really kind of dig into stuff and really expose people and, and really make them feel like shit and just all this different stuff. And I'm like, you know what I'm teaching Jackson? And I had to sit there and think about it because I was like, ooh, damn, you just nailed me on a bunch of shit. But, and I acknowledge that, but here's what I'm teaching Jackson. I'm teaching Jackson that if there's something that triggers us in society, in our home, whatever it is, that we have an opportunity to go, what am I making this to mean about me? Why am I taking this so personally? What is it about my past or something that I have a belief in that I need to switch? So I want to teach Jackson how to step back and have that pause button. But more importantly, like I've told you, um, and I tell everybody, it's like I, my intention, which is crazy for me to say, because I was not this person. I was always like, oh, let's pick a side. Let's fucking go, dude. Let's go. I'm, 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 bring, I'm bringing the shit, right? And you know that you're the same way. What I'm teaching Jackson now is just because we have a difference of opinion, just because we're on different sides, whatever it is, we're not on different sides that I want to be that bridge for those people, whether it's, it's our group or their group that suddenly finds out we were wrong. Somebody's going to be, somebody's going to be wrong about all this stuff. 50% of the people, according to, to the news that we listen to are going to be, are going to be wrong. I'm teaching him that even though somebody's wrong or somebody is incorrect or somebody, there's no winners or losers. I'm teaching them. I want to teach him that when somebody's down, you don't say, Hey, you voted for somebody. I'm not going to pick you up. You say, Hey brother, Hey sister, we're connected. Like you were saying, we're connected. That's what I'm teaching him. I'm not going to teach him to, I'm teaching him that in certain ways, but in the grand scheme of things, I want him to look at my social media and go, fuck, you know, dad was always trying to, to bring people together. Dad was always inspiring people. Dad wasn't, dad was divisive, but he wasn't, or he was, well, I wouldn't say divisive. Dad was, was, um, outspoken, but he was never hurtful or, um, or trying to be angry necessarily. And I know I have my moments, but that's what I'm, that's what I'm kind of thinking right now, based on what you're saying is the fact that we have this opportunity all collectively to look within ourselves and say, what is it about me that I need to heal? And going back to the question that we've, we said on the show, the question I've asked so many people is like, do you love yourself? Yes or no. If you guys out there watching or listening to this, yeah. if you go back and you go, uh, and I've watched hundreds of people go, yeah, I think so. I'm like, there's the start of the problem. What do you think about that? A thousand percent. And it's kind of like when I say, what do you love about yourself? People go, I like, and they can't even say the word love. Like right there, they're not even there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, your whole point about what you're teaching Jackson is, is beautiful. And I think there's an evolution to that too, because what I do, and I, and I know you do this to an extent too, is I won't jump into and pick a side unless I think one side is literally tipping the whole boat over. And then I'll go in and I'll say something and I'll try to, I mean, I definitely pick sides. You can look at my social media, I pick sides, but I try to do it in a way where I'm like, here's some factual information. And I walk away and I allow it to be walked through and looked at. And the only time I've been getting triggered is when somebody's coming back to something that's factual or makes sense with something emotional. And I'm, 
I've been getting frustrated with that. And so, you know, a big, a big piece of that too, is taking a close look at myself. So I'm trying to realize I'm getting frustrated at people who are being emotional in their commentary by being emotional in my commentary. So there's kind of some funniness to that. So Boom, ladies the, and gentlemen, take a listen to that. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, Love so it. it doesn't happen often, but it happens enough to say that I haven't cleaned out that area of space yet for something new to move in. I'm still being moved by emotion. So, and we all are, it's emotion, it's energy in motion. So um, that's part of what we got to do. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. I mean, I, I, I trust me, dude. There are many times, like I was even thinking about it this week. I'm like, Ooh, if I just, and I, and I actually, I actually told somebody that I said, uh, cause they were saying to me, like, why don't you pick a side? And I'm like, you probably don't want me to do that. I'm just being nice because if I do, I'm going to go fucking helter skelter. Cause I know who I am. Like, like I, like I feel my, my energy, like, well, come on, let's go. That's my, that's my innate energy is like, come on, let's go. But well, we're telling you guys out there <laughs> listening to this or watching that is that yeah. you have to go. That's a reaction. That's a reaction. What is that going to get me? What is that going to get me? It's going to make me feel good because I, I get to share my opinion. I get to puff up my chest. I get to go out and, and blame everybody else. Why I'm so mad and angry and I'm not getting shit done. I'm like, yeah. Um, but not to say, not to say that I won't do that. Not to say that I won't ultimately go, you know what, Chris, maybe, maybe this, maybe this joining fucking bridge thing is stupid. Maybe, maybe I, maybe that's my ultimate calling is to go out there and fucking just start raising hell. Who knows? I don't know. That's part of the journey. And I, I embrace the journey and whatever it might be. You know, it's, you'll get a kick out of this because you know, my beliefs and you know what I'm really all about and you know where I'd like to direct people to move, but I'm not going <laughs> to tell you how to go. Um, I was sitting in a, a jacuzzi. Uh, in Boulder the, the other day when we went up to Boulder and I'm sitting in a jacuzzi and these guys jump in and people make a lot of assumptions based on the way you look. So they go, I, they, they're like, where are you from? Whatever. And so I go, oh, I'm from Austin. They go, oh, bro, I'm so sorry. They go, what's it like to live in an island of nuts when all, when everything around you is pure reality? And I was just like, oh, and I'm sitting there and I'm going, I thought it was the other do, way. Do, do I? 100%, dude. I'm literally, so I'm realizing they're like, oh, they think I'm a white male. I must be just like them. I'm at a rich club. And they're just assuming that we're just going to go down this road. And so I just said, oh, so, um, so what do you been there. tell me more? And so I just listened to them to just like learn. And when I was just purely just disgusted listening to it, I'm like, hey, I'm going to run. I'm going to head outside. It was good meeting you guys. I just walked away. Because I was like, what could I say right now? They could influence them and they're so far down a rabbit hole of just this if you're referencing newsmax and oan to me and referencing things that are so polarized i'm like i'm relaxing today today is my break from this so i'm like i'll hear you i have zero animosity to you your experience has brought you to this place today will not you will not be influenced by me i just don't want to be part of it and yeah. i can't even tell you how much time it's taken for the adult like evolved me to be able to do that because typically i would have been like bro you've got to be effing kidding me and i would have leaned into them and just made them wish they never opened their mouth right. and i'm like you know what this isn't it's choose your battles pick your battles there was nothing for me there today was my day off so and now again somebody might criticize me for that and say that was an opportunity i've got platform upon platform all day long I don't need to take every moment to sit here and try to force somebody's path. I could have mm -hmm. dropped some information in there. Just wasn't my time. I need a reboot too. Um, but let's go into talking about the team because this segue is nice here too, because the team is somebody you trust, somebody who energizes you, 
the accountable people, and then those mentors. And this really leans into that energizer piece. So why don't we skip the T, we'll go back to that and come into the E. Because an energizer, by default, the person who energizes you is you, helps you fill your cup. Why? They energize you by cheerleading, you know, cheering you on and like giving you that energy so that you can be in service to others. That was my day to relax, not to deplete my energy. So I go home and I'm not a good dad or a good husband. And I came home very relaxed, filled with a cup of energy. My cup was full so I could overflow to my family. So do I deplete my energy on these people who don't deserve it? Or do I align with energizers who keep my cup filled? So when I'm talking to you or I'm talking to my wife or people I do care about, that I can give you 100% of Scott and not 10%. So when we're talking about a team, you know, we just skip to E. That's something we had to think about. So, so, you know, tell me like, who are the energizers in your life? What do you think about that energizer piece? Because we need to be, have our cups filled to be there for others, not be depleted by things that trigger us. It's a thousand percent, a thousand percent. You definitely need energizers in your life. I used to be a lone island. I was like, I don't need anybody. I can just all do it by myself. And I was good. I was good at it, but I wasn't great at it. I wasn't excellent at it. I was good at it. And that good leads to comfortably miserable. So yeah, absolutely. Energizers, you're an energizer. Sally's an energizer. All my friends are energized. I mean, I surround myself with energizers, not not depleters. I mean, literally, um, yeah, I won't talk about that. Um, I'll leave that one alone. Uh, I'm not gonna, you know, it's there's there's just there's there's only so many moments in this life. There's only so many moments in this life. And I think about how fast it's going by. And I think about, do I want to be around the drainers? Do I want to be around them? Um, and to your point, you know, about, about trying to shift people's opinions. Listen, I live with one. Have you seen her TikTok? Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's admirable and it's, and it's nice, but to shift somebody's opinion, we have to do something else. But to your point with the energizers, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be sitting here right now if I didn't have you, my energizers, Sally, Patricia, Serena. I mean, just the list goes on and on of all the people, you know, Tara and and, and Kimberly, all the different people that that, that that get me and like me anyway and want me to succeed. And like say when I have down days, like they'll, they'll just pop you guys pop up with a message like, hey, man, you're doing great. Uh, Daniel Gomez just sent me a, a beautiful message. There. He's like, bro, he goes, I love what you're about, man. He goes, you're real. He goes, you're truly real. I'm getting to know you He goes, you're totally real, man. I said, I'm, that's all I can be right now. That's all I could be. But energizers are massively important because when we have those down days, I can call, I can call you. I call my buddy, John McMillan down in Australia, listen to his story about being on lockdown for 11 weeks. I'm like, my life isn't so bad. I love it. You know? Um, so they pour into us because we can't, we can't like, to your point, you can't pour into it. Uh, you can't pour into somebody else's bucket when your bucket's empty. And I tell people all this time when they, when they going back to that self-love component, I'm like, if you, if you, if you, who's the person you love most in your life? Like, oh, my mom, my kids, my husband, whatever it might be. And I'm like, how much do you love them on a scale of one to 10, 10. Okay. So on how much love do you have left? If you're exhausted, if you're burned out to give to them on a scale of one to 10, five. Okay. So you're giving them half of your love, but you love them this much. So going back to that component, if you don't have a team, if you don't have that energizer person on you, then you're going to be depleted and you're just going to run your relationships right into the ground. You're going to run yourself right into the ground and you'll get to a point where pain versus pleasure comes in and you make a change. A thousand percent. And, and that's what I want people to, to be hearing right now is the, that importance of um, you and I are very similar to this. It's it's like, we don't want to bother other people. Like I energize myself. I don't need you. Don't worry about it. Totally. It's okay. I'm fine. And yep. what we're really saying is I've done this well to date, but the second we honor the idea of saying, okay, I'll receive your energy. And we don't engage with those people in the hot tub or don't engage. 
what happens is we're not leaking. We're not a leaky fuel tank. So we're always filled. And this is something that, again, so, and, and I haven't talked to you a lot about this too, Chris, but a lot of the energy issues I've been having and that I'm sitting here trying to look at every single homeopathic cure and all this spiritual stuff. I literally think that what I've been doing is I've been just leaking gas because every single time I connect with one of these people, I'm just spewing out all my energy unintentionally. And then, like you said, I want to give 10 out of 10 to my family. So I'm like, I'm going to give you every last bit. So I'm literally giving them every last bit and falling asleep at the table while I'm talking to them because I literally had nothing left to give. And then I start the day over with no gas going, where can I pull from? Where can I pull from? It's a phone call from you or it's a phone call from a friend or someone wrote nice. I'm like, oh, that's enough. And then I'm supplementing coffee and I'm literally constantly on empty. And so out of this team, I would say for me, my illusion was I was my own energizer. And anybody who's listening, align to energizers and check your fuel lines by not being triggered and engaging in places that are going to train your energy. So that's what I got. <laughs> let's, jump to, let's jump to the T. The T is super important too. Chris, what about trust? Because you've got those, listen, sometimes we come up with batshit crazy ideas. Sometimes we say things that there's no stupid things in the world. We say things that are close to stupid. You've got to have that person that just hears you and goes, he's just moving through some stuff. He's, I could, you know, they, they just trust everything. What about that? Because trust is another place that we could leak to. You know, we could lose our, our shit because we need to have that person who hears us and receives us no matter what. Mm -hmm. And to your, to that point, for some reason, it just popped in my, my mind to say the first person we need to trust is ourselves. Amen. I mean, when you, when you think about it, when I think about it, my first reaction was like, okay, um, okay, trust in, okay. But now I'm like, wait, 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 wait. If I don't trust myself, if I don't have faith and belief in myself, then it's going, going, going back to that 50% rule. Like, okay, I'm going to get this person that, that I trust and that can help me. But if my, if my, if my trust isn't up here at hundred percent or close to it, then we got some work to do because that person we're going to external to try to validate something internal. So in that situation, it's more about, I think about, you know, processing through what has happened in our past and changing our belief systems. But absolutely, because right now, especially today, especially today in the world, talking about what we were talking about before is trust is trust a big thing right now. Yeah. Who do you trust? I mean, I've had situations over the last six months where I thought I trusted people and things changed and that's all good. And that's, it's part of the journey. Like uh, I'm like you, I'm like, I, I just keep saying Teflon. I'm like, Teflon, Teflon. I tell people just say Teflon. I'm like, it works. I'm like, yeah, it's just Teflon. It's just like, okay, that's, that's cool. Whatever. But yeah, trust is so massively important because you have to trust yourself. You have to trust in the journey that it's working for you and not to you. And you have to trust that even if you're in the darkest moments, as long as you keep stepping forward, you have to trust that it's ultimately going to work out for you. You just stay on that path. You stay unstoppable. You have a tattoo on your forearm that says, what doesn't kill me only makes me stronger, which really was. I mean, I had to trust and have faith in myself. I had to have trust. You know, the first person I really trusted was Bill White, my mentor. I mean, it was I was homeless and everything else for all those years. And up until 17 years old, I didn't, I didn't trust anybody except for, I mean, I guess I had to trust my mom in a way. And through that process, like, okay, here, let me get, let me help you and go to school and, and let me mentor you. It was like, what the fuck you, what do you want with me, dude? And it took me a long time. And, and once I let down, I'm like, you know, if you, if you don't trust people, then you push them away. And if you push them away, then you're going to be all by yourself and you're just going to have that vicious circle of a, of a miserable life. So I said, you know what, this guy's trying to help me, you know, I'm going to trust him. Man, that trust led to love and that love led to me holding his hand when he passed away. 
Um, so it was just a beautiful relationship. Had I closed off, had I not trusted him, I probably wouldn't be sitting here today. And I love that chicken or the egg comment right there, because I think a lot of us, what we do is we're trying to trust, trust people, but we don't trust ourselves. So our vibration, our frequency attaches to non-trustworthy people. And then we say, people suck. See, I told you so. And we create our own miserable life. So I want like everybody that. to sit and listen to what you just said, because Bill White was an angel for you when you're trying to trust yourself. He may have come there and said, I'm going to stick this out regardless because he sees something in you. Maybe it was a gift back to the universe because he saw, you know, young Bill in your eyes or something. Whatever it was, his gift of trusting you enabled you to trust yourself. And then what happened? Your vibration organically raises and you find more people that are trustworthy because you're trusting yourself. So I don't care how it happens. If you have to, tr if you trust somebody first, it doesn't matter. But you ultimately have to do what Chris is saying and trust yourself because when your vibration is raised because you're a trustworthy human being, think about this. Who's going to organically come around? I, I have to say this at times where I was less trustworthy, there was a seedier crowd that would be around me. And as I've become more and more and more trustworthy, I just don't see a lot of bad people that are right in my group. I just don't. And you can say, oh, you're lucky or, or no, but you know, I'm attracting that. The people around me are super trustworthy. I truly love them. I want to support them. I authentically want to see everyone succeed with zero attachment to like, like me being jealous or whatever. Like, like if, if everything works out in your life exponentially, <laughs> I'm so happy. It's ridiculous. Even people who I might, I'm, I'm never going to say the word enemy because they're not enemies. People who I see as being problematic to the growth of humanity, I still want to see them successful, just not, you know, continuing down the road that is, in my opinion, is harming humanity. I want everyone to succeed. And by that, I want them to find their brilliance. So yeah, that starts with trusting yourself. And it doesn't matter what comes first. If you find somebody who trusts you or whatever, you're right on point. So let's jump to, so we got the T and E, I think we nailed that. Yeah. I think we got some good, good stuff in there. The next one that nobody likes this friend. We love this friend, but we hate this friend. The accountability friend, who's going to come to you and say, hey, you know what? I love that idea, but you're not going to ever do shit with it. You're just making stuff up. You're a liar or they're going to call you on stuff. So this is a hard one. Let's talk about this because we all want to be supportive. I shouldn't say that. I and many people I know who are like me want to be the supportive, energizer, trustworthy, but it's hard to be that accountability person because you're like, first of all, do you want to spend the time going through why you're saying it? Second of all, do you want to risk in your eyes the relationship by calling people out on something? It's a hard space to be, but we need this person. Let, let's talk about that one, the accountability person, because it's the hardest friend to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I learned that with Sally Anderson. I mean, she she was no, I mean, she was no bullshit. And uh, she was my coach for six months. She's my dear friend. I mean, she's our friend. Um, she really taught me because she wasn't she wasn't letting me get get out of stuff every week. She's like, all right, mate, what you going to do? Blah, blah, blah. OK, I've got you on tap for this. Blah, blah, blah. We meet the next week. She's like, how'd you do on this? I'm like, well, really? OK. And then she just start digging. She just no mercy, like just digging. And she would do that to get to the root, not to the symptom, but to the root. And so when you have people that care about you that, that much, and this is something that I've been plagued with a lot of my life, aside from the situation with my mom, because for the first 17 years, I had her telling me everything that I did wrong and telling me every way to do it. And for the rest of my life, uh, especially in leadership and corporate, 
I always wanted to hear the truth. I always want to hear the truth, no matter what it is. I'd rather know the truth than to, than to waste time. And so I would even tell my staff, I'm like, I want to know the truth. If you guys hate me or whatever it is, let me know. And even to the point I put a, 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 a suggestion box inside the warehouse and it was anonymous. Like if, if something was pissing them off, I wanted to give them any opportunity to, to vent their grievances so that they could tell me what I needed to do. Because if you guys don't tell me what I need to do, then I can't change it. And if I don't change it, then you're not helping me. And if you, if you, you say you're my friend, then you're really not. Because I've asked people this question before. I did it on Facebook a while back. I'm like, does your best, do you, as a best friend, do you tell your best friend the truth? And it came into this whole discussion. Well, no. I'm like, well, if your friend says, am I fat in these pants? You better say, yeah, you're fucking fat. You need to lose some weight in a nicer way, of course. But what do we do? Oh, no, you just got big, big buns and all this other stuff. But that accountability factor, I mean, that's why I'm the no excuses coach, because that accountability factor gets us to the root way quicker. And time is so precious. I see people out there. They're not wanting coaching right now. And they're like, oh, you know, I'm just going to go on Clubhouse and listen to this. And I'm just going to all this free information. I'm like, you could you could do the free information, ladies and gentlemen, and you could do it on your own way. But guess what? If you've been following me on social media, you know, I, t I hashtag no regrets. So if you don't have somebody that's holding you accountable in your life, you need to get different people. You're like going back to what Stephen Covey said, you know, who are your five? Who are your five? Do those people do those people empower you or do they disempower you? And when you get somebody in your life that holds you accountable, that tells you the truth, that's where you see the meteoric rise. That's where you see the shifts and the changes of things happening because somebody's calling you out. It's like, okay, that would probably take three or four years to figure out, but that person's calling you out right now. And as long as you get honest with yourself and you get real with yourself, that's where the growth happens. But what happens in between that growth is pain, that perceived pain. Oh, that's going to hurt. And I don't want to hear that. That's going to be... Fuck everything you've been through in life. If it's hurt or it's been painful, have you grown from it? Did you get through it? Did you become stronger for it? So my thought on that, man, is you've got to have people that in your life that hold you accountable. I wish more people in my life would hold me accountable, including my wife. I'm like, you know, get on my ass. I mean, I'm like, I'm all over the place sometimes. I wish somebody like Chris, Jesus Christ, you go right there. So yeah, that's my thoughts. What about you, bud? No, I think you're on point. I think one thing I'd be careful of saying is that somebody doesn't care or somebody doesn't, you know, love you enough if they're not, you know, holding you accountable because there's a million reasons people don't. Like somebody oh, yeah, could be course. suffering on their own. Um, so I think we have different friends for different things. But at the same time, too, hear that if you're somebody who cares about somebody and there's an opportunity to hold them accountable, um, maybe that's the next step. Maybe that's an advancement in the relationship, especially in marriages. I mean, you bring up a great point. You know, there's so much other... I don't want to say friction, but opportunity for friction, you know, like we got to pay this bill. We got to do this. What do we do with the kid? Like you almost don't want to bring another variable in and be like, Hey, have you followed up on this? It's like, it's almost like a potential for an argument instead of mm -hmm. a growth opportunity. So yep. with, with that in mind, maybe we need to have a whole show on how do we introduce accountability into any relationship, but at the same time, introduce it as an opportunity versus a potential argument. Because, you know, just think about it. If I say, hey, you know what you need to work on? Now, that doesn't sound good because you're like, what do I need? What do you need? Go, go screw yourself. But if I brought it in something like this and said, hey, here's something that um, maybe if there was more time spent on, you could grow exponentially. I'm exploring that, too. It's a little more gentle. And that's that's where it really comes down to. It's it's verbiage. It's communication. Do I want to deal with this shit? I've got a million things that aren't my plate, too. And I think a lot of us are so overwhelmed we're losing the ability to hold people accountable and be accountable because it feels like one more thing. But I would suggest that we try to hold people accountable and request that in our own relationships too, because it's easier to do it if it's requested. But, but I get why people aren't like, I feel like all of us are so maxed out right now that, you know, we're like, dude, 
by the time I go home, I'm not going to call and tell you what you shouldn't do because shit, I don't even know what I should do. <laughs> I know, right? And, in, and then in defense of that, but I think if we start to, as things, as we move forward and we, we keep our energy in our cup and keep our cup killed, filled, I think a great thing that we can do is become the accountability friend and request that as well. So I would suggest that more of us try to do that, even if it's just on one level, but just try to do it. So mm -hmm. Yeah, super Absolutely. Good Absolutely agree. And I, but I think I think to the point also, especially right now, I think more of us need to develop that. And you're right. That's that's a great show topic for us to delve into. Um, because I mean, so many of us don't, you know, we're afraid of that tipping point, we're afraid of that breaking point. And right now everybody's just trying to just trying to get through, just trying to get through. But what if what happens if instead of trying to just get through, we take this opportunity, like, hey, listen, like I'll, I'll, dude, I want you to succeed, girl. I want you to succeed. And here's, here's some opportunities for you. Here's, here's some things that I think that, that can make it better. And if we all took at least one of those, if every single person did that with somebody else and we all took one of those and said, you know what, you're right. Maybe if I did this one thing, it would shift and maybe everybody starts shifting and we start moving in the right direction. But I know, I know what you're saying because I do the same thing. But if somebody asks me like, Hey, Chris, what do you think? I'm like, okay, how, how bad do you want the truth? You want one and yeah. 10? Where, where, where do you want it at? Um, but yeah, no, I think it's massively important. And, uh, and we have, uh, which one's next? mentor and mentor is another one too because one of the things i i see you know when i'm asking people i'm coaching or people that i'm working with i think a lot of people have the illusion the mentor is this like ah uh, you know this person who's just like perfect and i think what happens is when we spot a mentor there's something they're doing that's just amazing you know they're a great business person or there's a spiritual leader or they just really have relationships down and they're the greatest spouse or a greatest friend and I want to be like that. And then when we get to know them, we realize they're not perfect on our levels. And a lot of people almost want to throw them away. What I want to challenge people to realize is mentors can be very one dimensional. So you see somebody doing something that's amazing. Take that information and follow it. Um, I'm not going to share the person's name because they passed on and they were definitely a very huge mentor to me because um, I'm going to share a story that kind of exposes them a little bit in a great way, I think. They were this person who would always speak with this perfect cadence and deep wisdom. Everything they said was on point. And they're uh, they're a lot older than me. So it would always make me laugh because they would literally say all the perfect things. And they'd leave me like with a cliffhanger all the time when I'd speak to them on the phone. So it would be one of these, Scott, if you really want it to happen, you have to do X, Y, Z. I love you, my friend. And then they'd hang up. And I'd always be like, damn, I'm like, I want more. And one day the guy forgot he didn't hang up the phone right and i hear him get off the line he goes he goes did you fucking fold my laundry wrong again <laughs> and then he's like he's like listen he's like stop and he and he's just a human just making just you know he's out a bad day and he's he's teaching and i was just like you know he doesn't have to be the perfect human being you know he is what he is but his messages are on point he's not living it perfectly yet and he taught me a great lesson in that as a mentor is be cautious if you're preaching it, make sure that you're practicing it and you'll make mistakes, but recognize how far you are from the lesson. Am, am I preaching it and practicing it for 10 years and I'm never getting the lesson? So rather than seeing him as somebody who was less than, I think the universe wanted to say, hey, he's human too, because you're, mm -hmm. you're getting a little godly with this guy. You're thinking he's he's perfect. And I'm like, ah, that's, and, and I probably, exactly, I don't even think it was as bad as I just said it. It was just, he doesn't yell. He doesn't say anything negative, but he does. So <laughs> He's human. Yeah. Oh, damn. We all shit in the toilet, ladies and gentlemen. 
There you go. That's what I usually say. <laughs> so I said that at work one time in a business meeting. I said, listen, we all shit in the same toilet. You think I, I got really some like attention? It. it was in a boy, it was in a it was in a management meeting. It was like oh, 45 like people in there. It depends on the group. Some people like that's true. Other that's people like, okay. <laughs> mentors. Yes, absolutely. I mean, the most I mean, having mentors in our life, you know, people that we look up to, people that we aspire to be or, or to be like. Um, absolutely. I mean, I sit there and I think about my mentors in my life. Um and and being being a mentor, I mean, now I'm at that age now where I'm I've got kids coming to me like, oh man, you're so cool, and I want to be like that. And it's like now we got an opportunity to, again to be the example, to set the example for those that are younger, um, to pave the way to make make the world a better place for who we are and what we do in our actions. So absolutely, having a mentor, but I, I would probably I'd probably hazard a guess of how many people watching the show right now actually do have a mentor, like somebody that they can call right away. Well, I shouldn't say that because our audience is is pretty savvy. Um, but if you don't have a mentor, you know, and you need one. Let us know. You know, we'll be able to turn you on to some people, depending on what your interest and your likes are. Uh, but it's massively important and thinking about that team aspect because all those intricate, all those intricate components go together and create that, create that, create that, that belief system, create that belief system that ultimately creates your thoughts and your actions. And and, and if you're changing all of that stuff, guess what, guys? Exponentially, compound interest adds up, and you'll see a shift. You will feel a shift. I promise you. Will it be uncomfortable? Absolutely. Will it be hard? Of course it will. Will it not be easy? All, yeah, absolutely. But guess what? It's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. It's like working out. It's like, it's like, you know, doing a mud run. Oh yeah. You get to the end. You're like, yeah, I did it. I, I persevered. I went over the things and I cut the money and I got scrapped up and I did it. Okay, I wouldn't do it. I, wouldn't, I want something easy. I want something easy. I'm going to go watch 24 hours of Netflix and not think about it and bitch about my life. And anyways, sorry, I can get off on a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> Tie all this up, mister. So if you just do these four simple things, if you trust yourself enough to align yourself with people who are trustworthy, you're going to go far. If you stay energized by not attaching to those triggers that might be in a jacuzzi somewhere in Boulder, Colorado, and you stay filled up. So you're giving 10 out of 10 energy to your family and those who matter. If you become the person who holds other account, others accountable, and makes that request of others, you're going to go far. And finally, as a mentor, be that mentor by not saying that I'm above you, but I've just done some more stuff and had different experiences and share those. And then look for the same thing. Look for humans who make mistakes and you don't not need to be everything they are. Cherry pick what you need to take from that. And then finally, that team, the reason we have that team in the first place is so that we can keep the energy filled and move into that divine part of our being. And so realize that there's a creator within us that's building this world and when you're charged and you've got that system around you in your team you can make anything happen and you can be a creator of a beautiful world and you will be and you are that's what i got for you ladies and gentlemen you have the unfiltered experience with scott goyette and christopher roush there you go i'm gonna my little topping on that scott and and, and to end the show is think about your why Ladies and gentlemen, what is your why? When you have a big enough why, you have a big enough how. When you have a big enough why, you get that team in a place to, to create the, the how. You need a team in place to create the how to execute on that. But you have a, have a big enough why. And surviving is not a big enough why. There has to be a bigger meaning and a purpose in your life. If you have kids, if you have kids, I don't care how old they are. I don't care if they're 22. If you have kids, 
you have an opportunity to be here for them and with them. And if you're taking on stress and you have a miserable life and you're not being honest and not being truthful and you're, you're being comfortably miserable and lazy, you're not setting the proper example for those kids. And that's the most important fact. That's the most important responsibility I believe that we all have is to not monkey fuck this world into oblivion for our kids' kids. I want Jackson's kids to come into a beautiful world where there's opportunities and there's not divisiveness and there's not all this other different stuff going on. Um, so we all need to to step up and, and, and first of all, heal ourselves and love ourselves. And when we heal and love ourselves, perhaps we'll start healing and loving one another and we'll make this world a little bit better place for who we are and what we do. We appreciate each and every one of you guys being here with us every single week. We love you, you guys, our, our unfiltered crew. Again, go back to www.theunfilteredexperience.com theunfilteredexperience.com. Please go there and check it out. We'd love to have you as part of our crew. We're going to be back here again next week, of course, every single Friday night, Pacific Standard Time, 7 p.m. Texas time. Uh, next week, we have a beautiful guest that's going to be on here. His name's Paul Nadal. Uh, he is an amazing dude. I've got to know him over the last couple of months. Uh, he resides up in Canada. He's a speaker. He is a former hostage nego negotiator. His backstory is fucking amazing. Holy shit. Um, the things he's accomplished in his life and his mindset, Scott, you're going to love him. Uh, he's going to be a great addition to the unfiltered experience. So that's going to be next week. It's going to be live 5 PM Pacific standard time. Put it in your guys's calendar. We love you. Stay classy. And as always, if there's something that we can do, Scott or I, please reach out to us. We want you guys to know that we are serious. If you're in trouble, if you need somebody to talk to, if something's going on, you're not alone. You are not alone ever. Okay. We love you guys. We'll see you in the next show. Peace out. Have an awesome weekend. 